Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 42 of the Velocity Podcast. A very good evening to you, Mr. Craig Rimmer. Good evening, buddy. How are you? Good. I'm feeling I'm feeling sprightly. Good. Glad to hear it, mate. Glad to hear it. It's been a it's been a busy day. It's been a busy few days, hasn't it, for us? It has. You said you sent me a text earlier. I can't remember exactly what the words were, but you were like, <laughs> there's a lot going on at the moment. Yeah, for sure. We we um I guess we've kind of jumped straight into the deep end here, but we talk about this a lot um in business about like you've got to you've got to try and strike the balance, but the reality is like the whole work life balance thing is a little bit of an illusion. Like it's difficult mm -hmm. to have both at the same time. Like you can have life, you can have more time to spend on life at certain points and then there's got to be times when you spend more time on on business and it's kind of you've got your, your main balance has to work generally but there's going to be times where you push and pull right from each one and it feels yeah, like we're, we're, we're digging deep at the moment into work but for a very good reason yeah but like, i think people see ballot like here, here it is this is like insight of a one high level mate you're one you're one insight one one. love this right here we go people see balance as a noun rather than a verb oh filthy yeah, I know. That's, I'm going to hit you with that. So people, people by, by saying it's a noun, they're saying it's like something that I'm going to achieve, like it's a destination, like I've got balance. Whereas actually, it's the, the, like the, the doing of the balance, as in it pushes and it pulls. There's good times and there's, there's hard times. There's like times when you push and there's times when you rein it in. And if you think about balancing on a BOSU or like balancing on one leg, there's movement in balance. Uh, we went on, um, you know, the anatomy in motion course, you and I, and it was a lot yeah. about biomechanics and motion and how the body's never, never still. It's mm. never like the perfect posture is like a, a myth because we're always in motion. And so it's this idea of having this like point, which I'm sort of pivoting around, which is this equilibrium principle that we're all very aware of as personal trainers but yeah the reality and as we bring the metaphor back into business now that we'll have phases where we push and we're putting more hours in and we're really grinding and we're dry you know we've got a big promotion we've got a big month ahead of us at velocity with lots going on and it's going to be hard we're going to work we're going to put more hours in we're going to be stretching ourselves but then like a little bit later i'm going to take some time off and it's going to be chill and we're going to be good it's it's in flux right Every now and again, you say something half sensible, and I remember. <laughs> and you, re I remember why I went into business with you. That's a really good analogy, mate. And uh, yeah, I really, um, really resonate with that. And it's so true. You know, being perfectly still in the body is genuinely impossible, especially when you consider the speed in which we're moving around uh, the world right now. Um, and it's the same with business. So yeah, I really like that. So we're definitely pushing and pushing and pushing a little bit with the business, but we've got some really exciting stuff. Uh, coming up and I'm um, I actually said this to somebody this morning which is we're really busy but I'm excited busy like I'm really excited about what we've got coming up and I think that that also helps you manage the uh the workload when when it's going when you when you're really excited about what you're about to about to do mm. the thing so we're we're doing a challenge we're recording this on Wednesday I think it's going to go it's going to be launched uh published on podcast on Thursday and our challenge is in two and a half weeks. And so this was the thing you wanted to chat about. We, we chat about some stuff before we hit record. And this was like one piece for you. So how are you thinking about our challenge, knowing that it's the sixth time now that we've done this thing? 
Yeah. Well, this is listen, this is something we um, we tell all of our coaches about. And I'm going to start with uh, something that classically happens in business, which is you you do one thing. Let's just take the subject of promotion, because that's what we're relating this to. You run a promotion. It goes well or it doesn't go well. It kind of feels like it's almost irrelevant. Um, and then people are like, well, what do I do now? What do I do next? And our answer is often stop, take a step back and analyze what just happened. Look at the data. Let's see what you did well. Let's see what you didn't do very well. And let's work out how we can make everything better next time. And so few people do that. It's like, oh, I've done that one now. I've ticked the box. I can never do that again. Now I need to go and buy 50 T-shirts. The dopamine chasing of like this, the excitement of the new thing and like, cool, I've got that thing. Like they're collecting stamps. Yeah, like I've done it. What's next? Like, no, no, I've done that one. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be looking at that what? ever again. I need something new. And what we know to be true from being very old and doing this thing for years and years and years is that actually iteration or repeating the same thing, but looking at how you can improve on it is actually the secret to success. And it's a secret. Sorry, mate, just to jump on that, that phrase. I love that. I love this idea because I think secret is one of those like really fuck off kind of words in the industry at the moment. Like people are selling secrets and it's like snake oil. But the yeah. reason why, like here's the reason why it's a secret is that most people don't do it because of what you say. Everyone wants the new thing. They want the next chapter. Let me do another promotion, another new tool. What's the latest technology? What's the latest social media app? Get me on fucking threads because that's the answer to my marketing problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas the, the the untrodden path is, no, the stuff that you started six months ago, let's go back, let's do it again, let's make it better, let's fucking master the basics. Boring, and it works. Totally right. And we often say that we're probably two of the most unsexy business people in the world, but that's also, <laughs> why, we've been, also why we've been successful. Like, we're not selling snake oil. What we're selling is a journey that fucking works and gets results. So bringing it back to us, this is our sixth iteration of our fully booked in five challenge and well mate to add to be really anal it's actually the fifth one we iterate we've iterated five times but this is our sixth challenge oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> so, oh so enjoyed doing that right. i feel like do you know in the episode in friends in ross uh, ross is always like uh, it's whom not whom. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're that guy every day um anyway um anyway. we're doing this again multiple for the multiple times and multiple um times. and what we found is each time we've done it we've tracked the data and we've learned something we've learned something about the previous and we've had one or two challenges that didn't go that great uh in terms of our kind of impact and we've had other other challenges that have been unbelievable. And it's it's been the last few that we've done, the feedback that we get from the coaches that join us for this five-day experience of being part of Velocity, it's a little bit overwhelming at times. Like the differences that we've been able to make to their businesses um, has been amazing, really empowering for us. So what we found this time is that we've gathered so much data and we've done this enough times that we've pretty much got a blueprint. So actually getting this next one out has been like there's work involved, but there's not been a lot of new thinking and creation. A lot of it is about just tiny little tweaks from things that we've learned along the way and then just getting it out there to the world. And it's a really exciting project because we feel like 
the last 18 months <laughs> have kind of put us, put us in a position where we can really leverage this thing now and we can get it out there to more people. We can have more of an impact. We can improve and tweak and make it even better. But we haven't had to think this up from the ground. And it's a real um, it's real evidence of the power of iteration. And if you can do that in lots and lots of different places in your business, you're going to be in a, in a really good position. The other viewpoint on this is time. And it's the other way, the other, it's, it's involved in your observation about people wanting to always chase the new shiny thing, mm. is that people are impatient. I'd say people like a generalization. So I want the next thing that's going to give me a quick, quick thing. Like I want the next hit. I want the, ne uh, the next shot of adrenaline or the next shot of dopamine that's going to give me the feeling like I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Rather than like, we look, we did our first challenge. I think it was at the, was it the beginning, middle of 2022? I want to say June 22. June, I think that feels like the first one we did. Anyway, sixth one. And that was a, what's that now? 18, 20 months ago, something like that. So um, I'm, not, I'm not as particular as you, mate. So I'm not going to work well, out and call you out. Well, there, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to provide the truth. The, <laughs> The, yeah, anyway, so the time is like, if, if someone says, look, you're going to choose one thing and you're going to repeat it six times, but it's going to take you to the best part of two years, you up for that? Like, no, I'd rather just do something quick. Like, I just want, you know, I want a little hit of, a little shot of adrenaline, for, and I'll just go on to the next thing. And so yeah. people aren't prepared to delay, delay their gratification, knowing that the, the biggest, best wins actually happen over the longest, longer time periods. Mm, yeah, so true. And, and very often what happens if you are chasing those quick wins all the time, there are there are times for quick wins for sure. But if yeah. you're constantly chasing those quick wins, you get stuck on this kind of like treadmill of, of not being able to get off of that. It's like, oh, I'm in a bad spot. I need some quick wins. Yeah. And you just about claw your way out of it. And then it's like a month later, oh, I'm in a bad spot. I need some quick wins. And at some point, you have to kind of wake up, smell the coffee, take a step off of that treadmill and go, right, I'm going to build something that actually really works here and doesn't put me in sort of like feast or famine every single month. Which is basically the personal training business metaphor to yo-yo dieting. Exactly the same. Exactly that. Yeah. And you guys listening, um, I'm sure, can can resonate with that one for, for, yeah. for certain. Yeah. So, so I was um, thinking a lot this week about painting future we talk about digging and painting like as a metaphor for when you sign up clients you're doing a lot of digging you're asking a lot of questions and using silence and your curiosity to learn about people to figure out how you can help them and what they've been through so that you can coach them in the best way mm. and then when they're with you and as they train with you and they go through a journey as a client you need to get really good at painting and that means painting future or helping them paint their own future and I, you know, you know, we've we've chatted before about the best ideas stick. Mm. They stick. Like even if you even if you try to get rid of them, they'll just keep coming back to bite you in the ass. Like the best ideas that you should pay attention to, because we get all this stuff, every single this stream of ideas and thoughts and should do's and could do's through social media, conversation, podcasts, all this stuff. And then things keep coming back. Anyway, I had this, I had this one phrase that kept coming back at me. And it was to do with this painting future concept with clients. And it was never to let clients have a bigger vision for themselves than you do of them. Never let your clients have a bigger future in their mind than you do for them. And so it means that for your client base and for us and the trainers at Velocity, we are one step ahead. 
that which uh, fundamentally is the definition of a leader, right? You need to be out at the front looking at where people haven't gone before and guiding them to a better place, a better future, a better version of themselves. You want to be guiding and leading in that way. And it really made me reflect recently about how we coach our clients and how we lead and challenge them to get make them better and also how trainers do it for their clients as well. And it's just such an important part of coaching that doesn't get spoken about a lot about, I think. And it's something that you and I have built a lot of training and workshops and support around for our guys, but I know we're going to continue to do more and more. Yeah, it, it reminds me of we we ran a two-day event last week and we were talking about something called the first hurdle. Mm. And it's this idea that a lot of people, when they come to you as a personal trainer, they've usually got like one thing in their mind that they're really stuck with and they can't really see beyond that. And so the initial standpoint is that we need to help them get past that first hurdle. But then it's our job as a leader, if we carry that analogy forward, it's our job to be able to show them, well, now that you've achieved that, look at this, like this is actually possible for you now because you can be pretty sure that that person hasn't gone there yet in their mind. And so if you can have that aspiration for them, or you can at least, maybe not the exact aspiration, but you can help create the environment for them to do the thinking and for them to go a few steps ahead than they ever have done before, you're painting a brilliant future for people. And the other phrase that we use frequently is that your clients will leave when they run out of future. So not only is this great for the individual, but it's super valuable for the retention side of your business and keeping people um, that are there to be kept where it's right for them to stay with you, keeping them on the journey because now they can see what those next steps look like mm-hmm. rather than just rocking up every week, feeling like they're doing the same shit and not actually sort of striving towards achieving anything in particular. Yeah. The process that I'm going through with this to build our own systems in terms of how we coach our clients and what we're going to teach our clients to do goes like this. I think it starts with a belief as in like, what do you believe the future should be like, or should, should be, what belief should your, your client's future be based on? An example of that for you and me is for our clients, we want, we would, we just got off a call with a client this afternoon, which was really, really good call. And we, we wanted her to be in, in control of her own future. And so one of those un, underlining beliefs is that we want you let the listener to be in control and be the one determining where you go and Mm -hmm. not be influenced for the wrong reasons by anyone else. And a good example of this is with gym or area managers of gyms, not not deliberately so, but from their own point of view, constraining and holding back and limiting the the pace at which someone can grow because you're on shift and you you can't earn a certain amount of money or you can't charge what you want to charge for your services and you're restricted in what service you can provide. And we... At where we stand is like, we don't want you in that environment. So we'll work with you tooth and nail to get you out of that into an environment where you can flourish. Mm. And that that will open up endless possibilities. But we then pre- present certain paths based on their personality and their skill set of where they might go once they've got fully booked and they want to start scaling their business to the next level. Yeah, it's really powerful when you get to when, when you achieve when somebody sees that picture as well, and they get it and it lands and that really, that really happened today. I think the other the other thing that adds to that, and this is a testament to what we've created at Velocity, is is when you're when you're part of a community of people that allow themselves to dream, mm-hmm. and you've got you're able to stand on the shoulders of people that have been there and done it. So, going back to this call today, I was able to tell this person a story about somebody else that's been with us slightly longer than she has, that is doing the thing right now that she aspires to do. 
And I was able to show her that her journey didn't start any differently to where she is right now. She's just a little further along the path. And you could see her eyes light up and this opportunity that was maybe a little bit of a pipe dream all of a sudden became very, very realistic. So I think that this whole painting future thing is very important for us to do for our coaches, but it's also seconded very closely by our community and people literally seeing other people create the future that they painted and understanding that these people aren't anything special. They're just on the same journey, but slightly further ahead. So that's something that we found very useful for our journey to be surrounded by others and that we definitely see within our program, the 150 coaches we have there right now, all learning from other people that are trying to achieve and do the same things as them. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Because when you see the eyes light up, and I'm sure you know trainers can relate to this when you, you're with a client and you start showing them what's possible and they get little glimpses by the first box jump they complete or their first pull up or press up or whatever it is. And they get a little bit of evidence to show that they're making progress. And, and then you plant, you know, you, you look at the next thing that they can work towards and the thing after that. And it's like, they believe they can do it. And you stack up evidence that they are an achiever and that they can do the things they put their mind to. And you watch them go on that journey. For us, that's just fucking brilliant. It is like heroin to us. We love it and we're addicted to it. So I really, uh, I, I really love loving this, this, this kind of headspace I'm in at the moment about painting future for ourselves first and foremost and then for our clients and being able to and building systems so that we can best communicate that to our our 150 coaches and, and counting to help them create the best future for themselves yeah 100 percent. and on that note all i can think about right now is the fact that i'm about to go and absolutely hammer somebody at squash so um that's my short-term future they're going to get it tonight i'm up for it and yes. uh, i'm excited should I, should I just tell my squash story about last night i haven't properly talked to you about my epic comeback from last night go for it let's hear it i for those who don't know I, we both play squash and we both take it quite seriously and so we're basically we're basically professionals just a couple of steps away a couple of steps and those steps mankind large steps that neil armstrong talked about anyway <laughs> the um yeah i played this game last night and i, I had we, we, were, we were chatting beforehand i was equally up for it. i was really pumped and i was texting craig being like i'm really gonna go for it i'm gonna smash this guy and i rock up and he's a very he, you, know, you do the whole thing like when you're warming up against squash we look at the guy across from you and he looks when he looks physically fit he's younger than i was wearing kind of uni uh uni stash so i'm thinking oh, okay you played the uni or not okay here we go don't psych yourself out david anyway he uh, he's a good player and he I, I didn't play that well i made a lot of silly errors and i went two nil down i had a word with myself and thought stay calm play your game and just don't make as many errors and, and i could tell beginning of the third game he was really tired i'd really taken a big dent out of him and so i just kept playing my game and he was getting more and more tired a couple of big rallies and he was bent over double and i was like yes anyway so i just i got through i won the third i won the fourth game got to the fifth game i didn't tell you this bit but i went eight one up in the fifth so i'm like I'm there. I basically won. And what, what did I do? I got complacent. And then all of his all of his um, supporters, his teammates, were then like, come on, they were ging him up. And then he got he got his second wind or his third or his fourth wind. And then I was thinking, oh, he's after me, shit. Anyway, so he brought, got a lot of points back, but I got over the line at something like 15-10. So I was really I was really pleased with that win. Cool. There's a million, there's a million stories and metaphors in there, but well done, my friend. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I, anyway, you go and smash it and you can update me on the next podcast. We'll do. Team, look after yourself and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Cheers, guys.